So we get kind of the the, the horror story like <laughs> wait is that like a horror sound? I think it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank you. That sound or <laughs> how about we just pretend we're doing a podcast and do it? Hey there, you're listening to Pushing It because if you can't laugh about being yourself. You might as well laugh at yourself while you're doing it. Hey, Jen. Hey, Elise. Hey, I love this outfit you got going on. Thanks. I like yours, too. Thanks. You've got kind of, uh, for you listeners, I'm going to go ahead and describe what Elise is wearing. So it's kind of these bell-bottoms, high-waisted jeans that are, are, are really flattering. And then we got kind of this flowy, flowery top. Um, So it's kind of a throwback to like a, a, I don't know, hippie sort of thing. What do you call that? Is it a mofo? Yeah, Jed called me a mofo today. (gasps) But then I think that's the wrong word. It is. So I think Jen was actually trying to say that I was boho. Boho. And instead she called me a mofo. Don't they sound the same? Like mofo, boho, isn't it? Same thing. It's totally true. So here's here's the backstory. I show up at Jen's house today. Um, We're getting ready to to do some work. And she is also looking a bit (laughs) like a mofo. (laughs) She's looking a little boho, too. She comes out and she's got like a gauzy type shirt on. Gauzy. Still a little offended that you're calling my shirt gauzy. Like, you don't like gauziness. Gauze. Huh? Really? Gauze is like, I'm bleeding. Please cover me up. I need <laughs> Like you're to... like a mummy? Yes. This is not good. Um, but, you know, if you would call me, I don't know, like, hey, really cute, you know, linen-ish. I don't know. It's not linen either. No. I don't know. Anyway, so here we are. We're going we're gonna to talk to you today. Um, it's always good for me to make fun of myself when I say things like mofo instead like of mofo. boho when yeah. I'm really not trying to insult anyone, in fact, the contrary, and, you know, say something nice. It's true. So she comes out in her, gla- in her gauzy top, and she <laughs> sees me, and she's like, oh, no, are we too, are we too, uh, hippie looking? Because you look like a mofo today. <laughs> like, I look like a mofo. What are you talking about? And then it's a little bit thing. more explanation and I realized that Janet is not trying to call me a mofo. Um, although I do love that she would say that because Janet rarely says things like that and I say those things like like it takes a lot of self-control you guys to not say those words while recording and for Jen that is not who she is in her soul perfect um perfect mistake to make for a good laugh it's so true Um, but also with that it was pretty hilarious because we both looked um a little crystally, and we often joke that we're not your crystal doulas. Yeah, um, we're not very hippie-ish. Yeah, and so yeah, we we general. were a little hippie. Although looking. you know, I had granola for breakfast this morning oh. and some you know Greek yogurt. So oh, very I do en- I do enjoy my my granola. You are so very granola. I today. did not make the granola, which I do like my granola recipe. But but did you have kombucha with it, Jen? I did not. I had my very nice coffee. Did you um, normalize your kombucha? <laughs> That's the question. Did you normalize it while drinking your kombucha? I, I normalized my coffee for sure. 
And even when we dress like hippie doulas, I have to tell you, you guys, we're, we're kind of lipstick doulas. Yeah, we're um, wearing the makeup. And I can say that as a lipstick lesbian, that we're lipstick oh, yeah. doulas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we do wear kind of a lot of makeup. We, we are not the I natural looking. I wouldn't say looking. a lot. And yes, we do look natural. We're not like all caked mm-hmm. on. This blush and this uh, bronzer, like, I'm never getting a tan on my face because, let's be honest, my face has not seen the light of day (laughs) for a very long time. What do you do? Hide out in your basement? It's because I'm a natural blonde, Jen. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just another example. (laughs) I am a natural blonde. I can't be out letting my... Fair natural blonde skin. Maybe, face. maybe you're. Um, maybe if you were out in the sun more, you wouldn't have such dark roots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, getting on topic, which actually, what topic is today? Is we're going to talk a little bit about um, what your friends don't tell you about pregnancy, which I kind of like. Yeah, we sometimes they'll tell now. you you're a mofo, but sometimes exactly. they don't tell you the truth about other things. They'll tell you you've got yes. roots when you point out your blonde <laughs> hair, and they'll tell you you're a mofo, but they won't tell you some other, like, really honest stuff about pregnancy. Yeah. What do you feel like you're the biggest shocking, like, lie or <clears throat> surprise was when you were pregnant? I think um, for me, it was the amount I thought I was going to lose the pregnancy because I'm sorry, I'm taking it to like a sad place, but that's the first thing that came to mind um, was because of all the round ligament pain. So, um, you know, even in the first trimester, even when you're like, say eight weeks in, you can start to have some stretching in the ligaments um, around your belly. And I um, had a baby a long time ago for the first time, and so my only um, book to read was um, the What to Expect When You're Expecting book, um, which basically when you look at that and you're like, ooh, here's this complaint I'm having, and it was, you should call your provider, you're going to have a miscarriage sort of thing. And so a lot of fear for me in that beginning part because nobody really told me hey, it, it kind of is uncomfortable. There's some crampiness. There's some stretching. There's some side pain. Um, there's all of this going on. And I know for some people that, yes, of course, it can be a sign that there is some um, some challenges and some problems. Um, but for me, I think all through my pregnancy, I'd have all these random aches and pains and I had no idea this was going to be a part of um, pregnancy. So that's probably the first big thing that comes to mind for me. What about you, Elise? Oh, it's so interesting. So I got pregnant after probably attending like a hundred births. So I had gone to midwifery school and was working as a doula when I was pregnant with Tallulah, my first, and still so many surprises. Um, But I, I think probably the first thing that was really shocking to me was Um, really like what it took to deal with throwing up like Uh, I am such a puker and I feel like I say this in every episode that we recorded I am such a puker and the like the food that I like the attention I spent finding foods that taste just the same going down as they do coming up yeah, that's a lot of intention this right there. Dedication, chocolate milkshakes, you guys, Whew. both directions, just perfect. That's um, 
That's some good information for somebody out there. Yeah, and I apologize for those of you who it's not good information for. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. A lot of people deal with a lot of vomiting, particularly in the first trimester. And then there's people like Elise who dealt with vomiting all throughout. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that was really surprising. I mean, I knew it would happen in the first. I had a good feeling. But I had no idea it was going to happen. You had a good in the feeling first you were going to vomit a lot? I figured that would be the deal for me, and I was totally fine with that. I welcomed it. You know, it took a little bit for me to get pregnant, and by the time I was, I was like, all right, bring it on. It's totally fine. And by the time it went away in the second trimester and then came back in the third, I was like, oh, uh, you got to be kidding me. But I was kind of a pro. And you were I, an expert. I wasn't, I wasn't that inconvenienced by it anymore. I was sure. like, this is what I got to do. I'm just going to go over here, and I'm going to throw up, and I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That sounds not fun. I'll never forget there was like a a Saturday morning we were moving, and I ran to the store to go get donuts for everybody who was helping us move, and it it was like, it was pretty early in the morning. It was like six, and I'm outside this grocery store, and it just hit all of a sudden. I smelled like, I think it was like the fresh bread that they were baking inside, and it just hit me. And right in front of the door, on the sidewalk, I just started throwing up. But I was pretty early on. You couldn't really tell I was pregnant. So I just looked like somebody who had a really hard night the night before at 6 a.m. Just throwing up outside the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, I just need a t-shirt made that says, I swear... I'm not just hungover. I'm actually pregnant. Yeah. And I don't get the eyeliner running down my face. Oh, my because, gosh. You know, I don't do the One shoe. You know. One shoe. Yeah. <laughs> but I had both on. It was good. It was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some compassion for uh, all of us to learn as we see people. Maybe out on a Sunday morning buying donuts, vomiting on the side of the Right. Maybe don't assume they're Maybe drunk. S- they might be pregnant. Saturday night was not really as fun as we're all thinking it must have been for him yeah um anyway so i'm thinking there's some vomiting that might have been helpful for you to know your friends didn't really clue you in on that one no um for me some of that crampiness um some other brainstorming things that we thought of um denim overalls oh you had you had some things that, around that was that, that was mom, a, right? that was a big thing um love my mom I love the way my mom dresses. Um, currently, I mean, not that I've ever thought, oh gosh, <laughs> wait, I gotta backpedal that one real quick. Like, where are you going with that um, one, Jen? I'm okay. So here's what it was. Um, thinking about what, close your eyes for a sec, and you think of, ooh, that mom look. Oh, are you thinking like SNL mom jean skit? Yes. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, they handled that for us, right? Although, here's the thing. Um, I have teenage daughters, and I still may have used this phrase just the other day. Because they're into the high-waisted, it's back, right? Yeah, but that would be cool. I mean, my kids tell me my pants are too low all the time. (laughs) And I'm not showing butt crack. We're not talking that. We're just like, oh, mom, you need higher jeans. Or they're too loose. Um... Oh, my oh gosh. man, this is hilarious how it comes back around. But um, I still said the other day, I was like, do I look like a mom? Because I felt like I looked kind of coordinated, and I didn't want to look too coordinated. You know, like, ooh, that's an outfit. You know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I or is do. this just me? No, I totally get you. I get you. Yeah. 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 So um, 
I don't think anybody told me that um, you don't have to turn into a air quotes. I'm using them right now. You just can't no. see them. I know. I'm using them. Um, when you're pregnant and have a baby, that you can actually just rock who you are, whatever form that is. If you normally dress in those coordinated outfits, go for it, and you're just going to keep doing it. If you're somebody who's like, I don't know, now I shouldn't like start. Uh, I'll, I'll end up calling people mofos, and that won't be good. I was going <laughs> to... You dress like a mofo, you just rock your mofo. You just look. rock it. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to explain like all the different ways people like you dress. You own your mofo-ness. Or your boho-ness. <laughs> uh, or your boho-ness. <laughs> whatever I was trying to describe that. But basically don't like... You don't have feel to like change. you have to give up. No, because you just keep being who you are. And I think that's, if I look at underneath what that was, was, oh no, I'm going to look like a mom, air quotes again, um, <laughs> was that I kind of felt like I then would lose who I was. And it wasn't so much that I was afraid of losing who I was, but it was kind of becoming somebody that I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I can't be a good mom unless I become somebody that I'm actually not. <sighs> Does that make sense? Oh, so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so sure. that that was fear. You know, there's totally under that was fear. Um, because so, you didn't know yourself as a mom. So, like, who would no. that person be? Like, how could you just suddenly transform into a good mom? Oh, that's such a good point. Because I always hear people talk about, like, yeah. oh, mother's intuition. And I'm like, I've never had intuition about a thing in my whole entire life that was, yeah. like, accurate. So how am I going to have mother's intuition? So if I don't transform somehow into a, this mom yeah how am I going to have intuition yeah so certainly it comes with a denim jumper and uh, a daisy kingdom shirt a daisy kingdom shirt because I'm like a product of the 80s right oh, maybe okay. it was the whole sewing like What's the, the fabric store kingdom? so I used to go to the fabric store with my mom and like the patterns were oh. the daisy kingdom and it was always like the stitched on teddy bears or the flowers oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like for me, the mom look was like the denim dresses or the sweatshirts that yeah. had the teddy bears with yeah. the Christmas trees or the poinsettias. Maybe yeah. they're more like grandma sweatshirts. Yeah. My mom never dressed that way. Yeah. Like, at all. But for me, that was like, that's what you did as a mom, and I could not do it. Yeah. But I also had this idea that pregnancy clothes, like maternity clothes, were going to be so cute. I was like, oh, I can't wait till I'm pregnant because those clothes and oh, those yeah. magazines are going to be so adorable. Also, pregnancy is all just your bump, right? Yeah, That's it. Yeah. It's just right here in this one spot. Yeah. And it's going to be adorable. I'm going to still wear most of the same things on my lower half. I'm just going to get cute shirts, but stay really fitted. I had no idea how much my back end was going to change. Oh, the caboose. Yeah. Oh, it changed so much for me. That doesn't happen for everybody else. Yeah. I was not one of those people that, like, I hear people say all the time, oh, you can't even tell she's pregnant when she's turned around. Yeah. Not me. Like, every angle that I was in, yeah. you could tell I was pregnant. Like, you saw my feet, you were like, oh, she's pregnant. You saw the top <laughs> of my head, you're like, she is very pregnant from the top of her head. Your body embraced pregnancy, it, it sounds re- like. It was, like, all very pregnant. I was yes. pregnant. It was a very full body experience for me, all the way. I love it. Yes. But I, I really thought, like, you know, I would see these cute little magazines of adorable little fitted outfits and thought, I'm going to get those. And then I'd go to the... Uh, chain maternity clothing store and got there and was like oh they're all that like imagine if you will that that like I can 
feeling polyester right now. that terrible polyester it's poly like wh- who wears polyester because the thing is is that you get like millions more sweat glands yes. in your body when you're pregnant like, oh my goodness polyester this, and and it's like you know it's great yeah for millions of additional sweat glands yeah all the polyester yeah let's get drapey polyester for oh, your sweat glands man. Although I do think um, this invention of, like, the belt thing, you know, where you, like, clip it onto your jeans and then it's, oh. like, that belly band thing. Super helpful. So nice. Or you could just do the hair tie, though. Have you seen that? Yeah, but then but not so I, I feel like the the belly thing. The belly little, band. Belly band was a little better. Yeah. Um, didn't have one, personally. But oh. what I had was the huge, because um, I don't really like stuff on my belly, so the huge paneling. So you got your cute little, you know, maternity jeans, but you've got that huge paneling over your belly. Like, come on. Oh, and I needed the big paneling. I wasn't, like, one of the short panel people. I needed the full, like, oh. pull it up like a turtleneck all the way. But then you wear... an early popper. You, you, you wear a cute shirt, and you're seeing the band. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the fabric. The ridge. The fabric instead of, like... You know, yeah. if, if your shirt's not long enough. So then you got this long shirt and then this high, ugh, it's just It's all too a much. disaster. It's really hard to find cute stuff. It is. Nobody tells you that. No. I you wore, see the stuff and then you get to the store and you're like, eh, that is not what I'm seeing. Not wore, walking around looking like a boho. I, <laughs> <laughs> and not very boho. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good luck to finding cute pregnancy clothes. Yeah. We, we wish you all the best in that endeavor. Stray far, far away from polyester. Whoa. Oh, have no idea how to even guide you in in some suggestions, but um, all I all I can deep. remember is feeling like, do you ever go camping and it's really hot? I remember as a, especially as a kid, like camping and the tent's closed all day. Like maybe you're oh, swimming yeah. at the lake and you get back to the tent and you unzip it and you're like, oh, it's so hot in here. That is what those polyester shirts yeah. feel like. Like, yeah. oh, there's my polyester tent t-shirt. That is, that is exactly Stay how away it, from polyester. Yeah, don't, don't Cotton don't, all the don't, way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. even slightly more natural fabric. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But you don't have to go to the cotton denim dress. But Elise, we're kind of giving advice here, and um, that was one of the things that we were talking about, that in pregnancy... Everybody's got advice for you. Everyone. Gosh, guys, sorry about that. We were sounding like we're all advice giving. But really, we're trying to give you camaraderie and normalize your experience with the clothing. Kombucha shot. There we go. If you've listened to our our other episodes, you know that Jen likes to normalize. Normalize. And we're going to play a great drinking game, a pregnancy-safe drinking game. And maybe it's not kombucha today. Maybe it's going to be... Orange juice? Orange juice. Yeah. Herbal tea. Oh, how do you shoot that? That like you, Yeah, just yeah. take Let's a just little do orange juice. A sip. Today we'll do shots of orange juice. Orange juice, that's take, good. Take a swig of some orange juice every swig time. Swig of orange juice. Jen says normalize, normalize. because we are going to normalize the heck out of this. Um, we're going to try to steer away from advice, but we're going to warn you that um, probably a lot of people are going to try to give you some advice about pregnancy, having a baby, potentially raising your even, baby. Yeah, raising your teenager, and you're trying to just grow a human being inside of you. Right. So, and I'm, often they haven't had kids for like, oh, you oh, know, goodness. 50 years. 
this is this is why like life changes you guys it seriously changes from um generation to generation not even generation like our kids are quite a number of years apart elise and i but i feel like there was a huge difference between oh, being yeah. pregnant when I was and when she was. So, um, all right, what's what's our advice about everybody's advice? Um, <laughs> n- not in smile. My advice might even be different than yours. <laughs> right? Since, not in you know, smile. Well, it all depends. I have more use of some words that yes. you might not. Yeah, Elise would probably say, F off. No, I'm just kidding. I totally she would. would not. She would say she would say that, but she would not say that. Who would you actually say that to? Mm. You would not say that to anyone. Mm. <gasps> Seriously? Oh. I, I would give up a would. face that would say it all for yes, me. Yes, that's fine. A face is fine, but, you know. I wouldn't say it. Gesturing and words, you're, you wouldn't do that. No. So, um, advice. Almost nice. You know, um, I think there's some out there that's kind of helpful. Like somebody saying, hey, when I was pregnant, I did, I did this really great um, pregnancy yoga class here, and the instructor was amazing, and I developed a lot of community. Great. Super helpful. Awesome. Thanks for telling me, lady. And here's a free class card. Great. Love Wonderful. It. Uh, then we got somebody saying, um, so, oh my gosh. You know, this kind of bleeds into Don't us. Don't ever go to the grocery store without a hat on your baby's head, because my sister's cousin's nephew's child neighbor's babysitter took baby to the grocery store with a hat on their head and one time it was so cold that their head just fell off (laughs) that's the kind of things that you would hear yeah and it's ridiculous I once went to the grocery store and somebody went up to me and was like whoa twins huh (gasps) no then later I was at a different store and somebody asked when I was having this baby and I said and they were like oh are you sure you're eating enough? You're really small. Oh, it's same like, pregnancy. Say, oh, same day. Oh, gosh. And I was like, you guys are all stupid. Yeah, that's hard. And I, I mean, I'm calling them all stupid. And here's the thing is everybody just wants to say something because yes. they all want to be involved. Because having a baby is really, um, one, exciting. Yeah. Um, and everybody thinks it's like a community event because yeah. you're doing something really amazing but you're also doing it on the outside of your body ish you know like they can see it on the outside of your body even though it's happening like most bodily functions are happening on the inside of your body and this one is happening kind of more publicly and so you know in a way i'm trying to think of a uh something to compare it to but all of them are kind of morbid (laughs) <laughs> but like most most like bodily functions that we see other people do like we don't generally comment on that's true so there isn't even you wouldn't walk I mean, up to somebody and say wow you've really gained a lot of weight no well, but people will but say if you the sneeze, opposite you'll say at least people will say bless you true it's true anyway it's a community thing right people get excited they want to say something they want to be involved yeah. Like, even I often want to say something when I see somebody that's pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you were just getting a pedicure with somebody yes. who was pregnant, and you got it all chatty with her. Yes. And it's not, like, I don't want to make a comment on her body size, because here's a really great rule of thumb. Never comment on anyone's Anyone. body size or Zero. body, period. Like, yeah. in life. Pregnant, not pregnant, a child, a grown-up. Maybe a dog. You can comment. Dog's body sizes. You can comment on those. You can say, hey, Baxter, you have gained some weight. That's my cute little dog. My Mr. Waffles. Yep. 
He's supposed to be a mini golden doodle. Not looking so mini. Uh oh. I know. I think he might not be all that mini after all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's gonna see that twenty five pounds and uh, you're getting goofy instead of mini. What's that? You're getting goofy instead yeah. of mini. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the way. Uh, so you can comment on the dogs, but don't comment on people's body sizes or their bodies or anything about their bodies at all, especially if they're pregnant. Like, yeah. what's that great little meme that goes around? Like, don't ever ask if someone's pregnant unless their water broke. And even then, like, it's still kind of tricky to know if your water broke. Maybe you just, maybe they just peed themselves. Ooh. Oh, which you- leads us into talking about um, nobody's friends told us or oh. may tell you. I don't know what I was saying there, but I said something. Um Nobody tells you about how much uh, liquid you're going to have at the end of pregnancy in your underwear. It is a juicy, juicy time. It is a juicy time in life. There is so much happening down there. And you might even be like 34 weeks pregnant and think, what are you guys talking about? You are insane. You are mofos. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I will definitely know if I'm peeing myself. There's no way, and then like in a week and a half from now, you're you're gonna be like, Ooh, it is like a swamp. It's a swamp. It is a swamp. I'm changing my underwear four times a day. Yep. I don't know if I peed myself. I don't know if my water broke. I don't know what this extra fluid is. It might not be either of those. Yeah. It is juicy. A lot more lubrication in the third trimester. Hormone shifts. Um, lubrication. Thank you. I'm getting technical here for just a second. Um, a lot of changes going on. A lot of hormones happening. So that would explain why more of the um, the wetness. Yeah. I mean, you, you want that baby slipping out. We don't want that baby like... like <laughs> little baby steps, right? Like we, we want like... Think slip and slide, not... Also think um, kind of it's a natural way to get rid of stuff, right? It keeps keeps the flora um, fresh, meaning you're not... Bacteria, right, is not kind of coming up in there and hanging out. So there is a biology lesson for the day. Um, Let's talk really quick just with a little caveat where we just said, oh, maybe your water broke. Okay, we're not making light of that. If your water broke... um, you suspect your water's breaking. We want you to talk to your medical care provider about that. But it's um, some people will talk about. I had liquid that was coming down my legs. Should we get graphic for just a second? Oh, I love graphic. So um, another <laughs> thing that could have happened was maybe the night before you had sex, and you've got some liquid hanging out inside from that. If you had sex with a partner who produces semen, especially. Yep. And then you sleep, and then you wake up in the morning, and um, as you're walking to the bathroom, you got this fluid trailing down your leg. Then you use the bathroom, and you're like, ooh, boy, did my water break? What's going on here? And then there is no more of that uh, fluid for the rest of the day. It's fairly safe to think that you probably didn't break your water, that that was semen hanging out inside, um, and now it's coming on out. Um, but of course, if you get any question, you should probably talk to your provider. Um, As with everything we talk about. Exactly. But um, that's a really inside, like, here we are. We're telling you the plain truth. We don't keep it from you. That um, it's liquidy and it's moist. It is. And 
really, I mean, if we're going to be annoying, like those other people giving you advice in the grocery store, just change your underwear a whole bunch. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe we should start telling people in grocery stores, hey, you're hey. pregnant. You should just start changing your underwear all the time because it's going to get moist. I'm totally going to do that. Oh Instead of gosh. asking people when they're due and commenting on their body size, I'm going to be like, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. <laughs> I noticed that you're... Pregnant. With you're child. Pregnant. You're growing a human. Are you growing a human? <laughs> I'm going to ask. I'm never going to assume. No, never assume. And if you are, in fact, growing a human, I would just like you to know... But it gets very juicy in your under regions. <laughs> your nethers. In your nether regions. regions. And you may want to change your underwear multiple times a day. It's possible you peed yourself because you have an entire human sitting on top of your bladder. Possible. That, I mean, you might think that's cray, but it's really possible to pee yourself a very lot. Possible. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That wouldn't be unheard of. So since we already covered semen, maybe we should also talk about the sex drive. Oh. Should we go there? Yeah. So, um, they don't often tell you that um, you'll have potentially zero sex drive or thumbs up, it can go the other way. So, wait, we should have like a little like thumbs up, thumbs down. <gasps> one goes down, one goes up. So, for some people. you were just doing one in the middle. I did one in the middle. middle. Maybe it's normal too. Could we I do mean, like a Facebook vote? A Facebook who? Vote. Vote. Oh, we should. Hell, nasally yeah. on that one. Yeah, you did. It's <laughs> like a vote? What is a Facebook vote? A um, Facebook vote. But Elise, do you really think people are going to be like, yes, let me tell you about my oh, sex yeah. drive during... Uh, oh, I totally would. Pregnant. Of course you would. But <laughs> I may not want to yes, do you that. Would. Come on and share, Jen. That's because I'm a doula. Um, so, there if we go. If you want to share. It could be up or down. And any trimester, right? So maybe right. it's up in the first trimester and down in the third, or vice versa. A lot of people report that it is um, down in the first, up above normal in the second, and then kind of evens out somewhere in the third. Oh. Yeah. I would say that's more the typical. Yeah. But it can go in any direction. But all that juiciness in the third, I mean, minus Sometimes, the part. Yeah. You would hope that you could at least put it to, to work in the to third. To use to your advantage. Yeah. There we go. So tell us on Facebook... Um, what happened for you for your sex drive? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we know that it can be really helpful if you're like really sick and tired of being pregnant and you want to get this baby out, that having sex can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Oxytocin, you get it from having an orgasm. So that happens. Um, it can bring on some contractions. Yep. Um, and if your body and your baby are ready, it can help get things rolling. Uh, and... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. Uh, question from the audience. Oh, yes, audience member. But Elise... Doula in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> but Elise, I don't want to have pre-labor, so does that mean I shouldn't have sex? Oh, if you're telling okay. me it might help bring my baby? Oh my gosh, Jen, what a great question. Thank no, you, I'm audience an, member. I'm an audience member. Thank my you, audience member. Not thank you, thank you. Not Jen. So, here's the deal. If your body and your baby are not re ready, it is not going to start labor. Okay. I mean, you should always check with your care provider, though, because if you uh, are high risk of preterm labor, you should probably get that signed off with your care provider. Some pelvic people, floor rest? Yes. Yeah, some people get on um, pelvic rest uh, and cannot have sex during pregnancy. Yeah. Um, because they're at higher risk. Right. So... 
but Check in with the, the provider. a general pregnant person would be fine to have sex and would not necessarily bring on preterm labor. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, okay. Last but not least, um, I want to say that there, um, your friends aren't going to tell you that um, being pregnant is going to cause everybody to want to tell you their birth story. Oh. So horror story or beautiful, happy, like Pinterest worthy. So we get kind of the the, the horror story like, wait, is that like a horror sound? I think it's Okay, yeah, thank you. That sound or <laughs> I don't know what that other sound is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I was trying to have lost that sound. I think that needs to go back to the conversation about <laughs> wrong noise at the wrong time. It was like the buttons from the sound effect machine. It's like, Jen just hit the wrong button. In my own brain, I hit the wrong button. I think I was trying to do, you know, there's that like shower scene and there's the like... Oh, the psycho shower scene? Yeah. We're trying to... Never seen that movie, but I hear that's the sound. No. What's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) I almost did the Jaws sound as well. Shed's sound machine is uh, is, is a little temporarily upset. broken. She Sorry. accidentally hit the sex button and not the and then the draws button. <laughs> okay, what were we even talking about? Okay, we're talking so about wants to share the first right. But I gotta tell you, Jen. Nobody ever has told me one of their positive birth stories. It was always. Like, the worst case scenario birth story. Mm, True. And I feel like a lot of our clients, um, or some, I shouldn't say a lot, just not a number, but I've heard our clients say that their friends have told them about how they had these blissful, amazing, efficient, short, happy births where they, you know, it was amazing. Um, And so they kind of psych themselves up for, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Oh. And they don't feel, they feel nervous of somehow performing. Oh, like setting the bar too high for them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that makes so sense. there's that sort of thing too, as well as the, um, I, I think there's the family histories. That's what I'm thinking is, um, I've had clients say, um, there is no one in the previous, gen- like my mom had C-sections, my grandma had C-sections, like my whole family says you're not going to be able to get a baby us women insert last name family name um we don't have babies that come out of vaginas they just don't do that oh or the opposite oh and for myself my family had said you know nobody in my family and a huge family nobody's ever had a c-section oh so and i was like oh that's some pressure we're both talking about pressure that you feel when people tell their birth stories. Yep. Um, on the flip side, I feel like we don't talk enough about specifically what does birth look like. Like, hey, you can have early labor um, for days yeah. or a day or like to normalize. Um, uh, orange juice shot. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to sing this last segment of the show. Oh, good idea. Let's do it. We'll do it like a musical. So normalize. Yes, we will. I can't sing. Okay, that's weird. Maybe we just tap dance. 
won't won't come up well. Maybe we pretend we're tap dancing, and everybody who's listening will just think we're tap dancing. Then it's like a Broadway musical. But you would actually be able to hear it. Let's just pretend we're doing ballet right now. How about we just pretend we're doing a podcast and do it? Oh, we'll actually just podcast. Okay. Done. Okay. So... I think people need to talk. It's like breastfeeding, right? Birth and breastfeeding. How we don't see enough of it. And I'm not saying, oh, we should just go to all these births. But the type of birth that we see is usually on media, meaning TV movies. And it's not an accurate portrayal. And if you listen long enough, you will know that that's a pet peeve of ours. (laughs) Or even if you just listen to two episodes. You'll know that's a pet peeve. So um, there's not a true representation of it's not... (gasps) it's time to go. I'm going to have a baby now. Um, and that early labor is kind of this slow, potentially moving or fast moving, but it's not actually time to go to your birthplace moving, um, process. And so people don't tell you that either. No, they don't. No, but I always feel like everybody wanted to tell me like the longest birth story, which often here's our like flashing red light warning, like pause, you should know this. When people come up and they share the length of their birth, often it includes the length of their early labor. Yes. Now, I don't want to take away anybody's birth story from them nope. and say, uh-uh, you're not remembering this correctly. Nope. Never our intention. No. But it's really normal to have, like, a full day of early labor. Yeah. So for some folks... Saying I had 36 hours of labor isn't a ridiculous long labor at all. Mm-mm. They may have actually slept off and on for a good part of 20 hours. True. Yep. And if you knew that when they shared that part with you, you might feel really differently. Yeah. Where what I would imagine if a friend had told me that back when I was pregnant was that they were having TV birth for 36 hours where they're like hanging on to somebody white neck like for 36 hours screaming I can't do this yeah partners fainting you did this to me kind of birth and that's not that's not that's not what happens for 36 hours I mean Uh -uh. I I haven't even ever I can't think of a time where I've actually seen that for 36 hours really (laughs) or that whole scenario that you just described (laughs) (laughs) yeah that, that sounds kind of sad for everybody involved. I mean, nobody should do that for 36 hours. No, oh, that sounds gosh. Sad. Be like, really doing some checking in. Yeah. Those feelings. Please don't do yeah. that for 36 Lots hours. Lots of feelings yeah, right no, there. That's terrible. That's not a good thing. Um, so I have a little bit of a theory okay. as to why people share their birth story, and I think it has a lot to do with how they gave birth, you know? Mm. Um, the, if I hadn't done it this way, then X, Y, or Z would have happened. Uh, I think it's... It just validates their choices. Yeah. And I think it's really important to people that they yeah they need to feel like their choice was the right way for them and it validates their yeah. experience. I... And it has nothing to do with you at all. I, mm. I actually had home births with my kids and I got a lot of, oh, you know, if I had babies at home, my children would have, you know, go on and on and on yeah. stories. And it's totally true. And I never interrupted those people to say, well, right. And if any of those warning signs came up, then there would definitely have been transfers to the hospital. Well, you also understood that because you you were a midwife. I mean, you were in school to become a midwife. Your experience and your education would 
show that you were informed about those things. Um, but again, you can't, how do you correct their experience? You can't. No, you because, totally can't. Yeah. And I, 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 I like that theory because even it makes me think of um, when I, my birth stories of the choices that I made during my births. And if I could probably tell you my birth stories and sound really defensive or oh. story it in a way that goes, oh yeah, because I chose this, this was the result and make it sound really positive like but at the at the end of the day I mean I'm totally happy with like my birth was my birth I'm not but I really still kind of want to validate it because we make the best choices with the information we currently have and so which is one of like that right there oh that's one of the gen nuggets like that's that's a genism Hmm. and I love it when she says that because that you don't have to tell people in the grocery store your birth story forever yeah. and ever. Yeah. You can hold... I mean, you are welcome to. But you can hold that story yeah. and know yeah. forever that it's totally fine however you gave birth because you made the best decision with the information that you had at the time. Yeah. And that that's all that matters. So I'm so glad that you said that, Jen, because you, you had babies a while ago and you know different things now than you did then. And it doesn't change how you birthed then. Right, because it was my experience with who I was then. And if anything, I can look back with pride at, I didn't even know the things I know now, and I still was able to figure out how to make that choice. Um, I think I'm in a place where I can honor my experience and I don't need to validate it. And often the people that were um, meeting on the street who just need to tell you their birth story, um, part of their process might be still trying to validate or work out. Um, maybe even, I'm going to use the word trauma, um, associated with their experience. That it's, especially if they've had babies in the past few years, it's fresh. It's a, it's a fresh wound, potentially, or disappointment, or in anything in life, right? You're just trying to... Um, kind of uh, process it, right, and come to peace with it, um, whereas I can say I honor my experience and know that um, it was also my experience, and I love that because they're my my memories and my experiences, so um, going to give some advice here. Oh, do it. As you go into birth, um, how do you make informed choices for who you are in that current moment and what feels best to you. How do you get to live in your own body, your own experience, your own journey, and not be judgmental even towards yourself of what resonates with you and how you um, wanna birth your baby. So I guess to wrap that up, it's um, not that we're encouraging um, you to say, hey, no thanks, I don't wanna hear your birth story, I'm good. I gotta stay in my own lane but maybe encouraging you to think about how does this affect you? Um, Some people lap up all of the birth stories and other people are like, ah, that makes me feel a little anxious. And so you could come up with some kind of like one-liner of, I'm really looking forward to having my birth experience, knowing that um, I'll embrace all of the choices that need to be made. I don't know. That's kind of cliche. Or just knowing that we don't, typically have all of the details of all of the birth stories that we hear. Right. That's a great filter. 
So filter for stories that you're hearing. And then if it starts to become too much, then try to um, get yourself out of the conversation so that you're not negatively impact. Basically, just stay aware of your, um, I don't know, your feelings around birth. How does it affect you? Be willing to ask that question. some very <laughs> fabulous, less mofo looking birth clothes and that not only less mofo, yeah. um, that support your 5 million sweat glands and juicy vagina. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Way to close it up there, yeah. Elise. I like that. You're pulling it all close together. Up the juicy vagina. Oh yeah. No, yeah. no, that seems contrary to this whole well, birth thing. Well, closing it until the baby comes out. Okay, good. And hopefully you will not need too many milkshakes on their way Ooh. back up. Wow. And you get to look forward to um, being a parent, right? Oh, oh, at the end of all the yes. polyester there milkshake. Is, there is a baby at the end of the polyester nightmare. Advice extravaganza. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be okay. I bet there's a whole lot of other things that you, y'all are discovering along the way um, mm. that your friends did not tell you. Uh, so if we have missed some things, and I bet we have, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and check us out on pushingitpodcast.com. Woohoo! Yeah, we want to hear all about it from you. We want to hear about your sex drive during pregnancy. Ooh. What was it? What was it like in the first, second, and third trimester? Right. Um, share it all with us. We want to know, and we want to hear what you want to hear from us next, too. So thanks so much for following us. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That not only boho, boho, birth boho, less mofo. Yeah. yeah.